0: And so we're gonna start like nothing happened. Yeah, let's just. All right. Well, there we go. Um, we are live. How's it going, everybody? Good to see everyone on the uh, Gundam Explained podcast. Jedi Sela, Robert Westfall, Midnight Hatter, of course. Uh, Zionic Shadow, and Goose, Ian, and Sela. Good to see you guys as always. Lucas Garrett, Josue uh, Perez, um, Zionic Front Um. Let's see. Brian's in and chilling. Good to see you. So yeah, this is like the third time I think Stephen and I have started today's live stream. Um, you
1: know, it was like dress rehearsal. We're in the green room. We're just trying to hype ourselves up. I think you know, I I did some entrance music, but we decided not I to go for it because we started the copyright strikes
0: and, and <laughs> <laughs> we had to. No, and Goose is even saying I missed the first seven minutes. No, you didn't. You did not. The set first seven minutes was technical <laughs> difficulties. Uh, as you're (laughs) quite aware of but no uh no good to yeah you did get back at this yesterday steven and i over on his channel uh i was about to say link should be in the description if not i'm gonna have to check that but um yes like every wednesday on his channel fun stuff usually get into it's like based around the gun club but then we always get into other stuff so it's, it's really a lot of fun um yeah. And, and another thing, too, is you have links in the in the video from yesterday that are actually really handy because they're of like like critical gunpla tools, but they're not like super expensive. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Stuff. Everything we talked about, I tried to put links to in the description. There were some things that we mentioned that we didn't get to, but um, but yeah, there's there's a, some good stuff in there that I think is going to be some some money saving tips for you gunpla builders in the chat.
0: Yeah, and you know, uh, Zionic Shadow keeps talking about the SD December build. I need to get in on that, so that's like good time yeah. for that. You know, I gotta say it's funny. Ian is saying first thing we hear is we're going to start and pretend like nothing happened. <laughs> kind of glad <laughs> I you love guys that, that, that came through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, but no, you know, a lot of the reason you guys are seeing technical difficulties is because you know. Starting when you stream online for the first time, there's so many things you have to set up, and it's annoying. Over time, you realize ways you can kind of streamline it, but then it gets to, to where you have to spend a lot of money to get the right software that can actually help you week after week do things without having to set up everything. And then I don't want to miss features. Like, one feature I miss that I need to get back is where I can click a chat and it pops up. I'm just glad I can easily get the supporters, the ads, all that. Um but yeah, so for today's show, like on the thumbnail, uh, apparently the 17th is Char's birthday. Now, I didn't confirm that, but I don't know if you've heard that.
1: That in sounds words. sounds correct.
0: Yeah, if someone says it, I'm just going to go with it. Um, uh, I guess that's not the way to use the internet, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then my first thought is, well, we'll sing Happy Birthday, and then I was like, wait, no. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> no, we don't <laughs> sing Happy Birthday in the Gundam community anymore. What's the, no what, any any servers in the chat? Do we do the like you know happy happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> whatever the <laughs> whatever the hype up is when we bring out the cake or the brownie or whatever what have you?
0: Yeah, and, you know I would then think Quattro would have a different birthday than Char would have a different birthday than Caswell. There you go. Yeah. Um, Edward Mass. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The obvious one. Um, you know. Um. The what's interesting though is with Witch for Mercury, you know, there wasn't even a new episode this week. Apparently, there was a recap episode, but I didn't see that posted anywhere. Um, did ha, did yeah. you happen to? Nor no. I. Okay. But um, there was some cool artwork revealed for the next episode that looked pretty neat. Um, the characters like dressed up. And it's funny, it's like, why would I care about that? But that's what Witch for Mercury has done to me. It's like, it's made me like these characters that are just anime girls. It's just, they're interesting. Yeah. In, so I got my notice from Hobby Link Japan that, that Robot Spirit's Gundam was is ready to ship. And I was like, excellent, but... I want that Saleta figure eyes model <laughs> like that.
1: I, 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 well, and um, I don't know what site it came off of, but someone on my discord server posted an image of the top 10 anime girls of this oh, year. Yeah. And I, I I'm sure you saw this as well, right? Saleta top of the list. Uh, yeah. Mio, and, also honorable mention.
0: And they uh, had been climbing, I think from the previous weeks. So that's kind of cool. Like, Again, like, if I'm going to get someone into Gundam, I'm not going to start with Watch Witch for Mercury. But if Witch for Mercury helps people get into Gundam, I'm all for that. And, you know, we were just talking about how, like, this has gotten me into anime girls, and that could be creepy or not, I don't know. But I do know that we're going to get some Patreon questions, and Brandon brought up a good and we're going to get to, and that's, like, the music. You know how, like, I'm just the type of person where I listen to a certain type of music. You know, I'm not going to be drawn to country... Uh, you know, it. Did, I used to listen to hip-hop back in the day, but not really anymore. It's mainly, like, metal and, and stuff. And so when I listen to these intros and Gundam shows, it's like, that's not really a type of music. But then sometimes they're just good songs. And I oh, yeah. because you're hearing it over and over. Um,
1: I, I tend to vibe with, uh, with current Gundam music because lately I have been into, like, a lot of EDM stuff. And, like, obviously, you know... Maddion and uh, Porter Robinson. I'm a big fan of that oh, that kind of that. genre. So when when anime intros come out, they they tend to fall in that same genre of like heavily produced, you know, EDM style music, pop type music. So I'm like, yeah, I can get down on this.
0: Well, the, even the "Witch for Mercury" song. I remember when before the show came out and they posted the music video or a song, and I was like, eh. But now, like, it gets stuck in my head, and I'm like, man, I can. Nah, 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 yeah, nah, nah, I can totally jammed it
1: in. Yeah. It's K pop. It's K pop.
0: Oh, is that is that what it is? Yeah. It's, you know what? That's another interesting thing. I was telling Steve, like, so with my YouTube Gundam channel, that's on a separate account than, like, my account that I use to watch YouTube, you know, because you want to curate kind of your stuff. <laughs> But the, the Gundam YouTube, whenever I go to the homepage, it's all anime girl thing. But but I guess more than just anime yep. girls, just girls in general, like K-pop. That's another thing. On my Instagram, you know, I don't use it too much, and I really want to use it more. But anytime I go to look at, like, on the homepage, it's just showing uh, K-pop singers. Uh, like, I, I don't know if they're pushing this stuff out because Gundam is the keyword, maybe, when the advertisers are targeting... Um, it's it's interesting how it's completely different from like i have like video game star wars centric stuff that's in my like personal feeds but yeah yeah um yeah yeah it's interesting stuff um okay so i'm going to attempt something here real quick and i'm actually scared to do it um i'm going to switch scenes and we're just going to hope you guys can hear us so let me press that button yeah um, well, we'll hope for the best wait Wait, you know who's not here? It's you, but I'm going to add you real quick. <laughs> Hold on. That's, That's okay. okay. You, you guys, guys don't, don't need to hear all the horrible things that I have to say. <laughs> okay. There you go. I'm going to move you over. <laughs> I'm not seeing anyone in the chat saying that uh, they can't hear us, so Wirecast, and, and good job. nobody says that
1: they miss me either, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that, that's a different problem, actually. No, I'm
0: um, <laughs> um Okay, um, let's see. Uh, robot Steven. Uh, yeah, don't... I mean, Steven could be a robot today. We'll have to figure that out. We, we,
1: yeah, I, I, could, could, I, could I could break out the skeleton, out skeleton again if that's so. uh, um, more appealing uh, to you guys.
0: No, but... um, Okay, so Josue Perez is saying that uh, Spotify even has the OST for for some of the Gundam shows. Uh, I believe where well, he says each show. I'll have to check that out. I haven't, I they have a lot of stuff from Zeta, which is my favorite yeah. soundtrack. But um, mm-hmm. Okay. So I wanted to get to some questions real quick. No one is uh, shouting at us in the chat, so I think all is good. Yeah, yeah let um, us know wait,
1: if my audio is going wonky again. Borg drone, <laughs> Steven. Yeah, there we go.
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can figure that out. Um, and I guess it was only, you know, Goose... Let me know. Was it only when, or Jedi, only when we switched over? Because that might be able to so. uh, help me figure out then what's <laughs> <laughs> going on. I don't want to spend too much time on that right now. But yeah, yeah, I don't want to. Uh, but I'll anyway, so there was. I I put up a question. Actually, Goose had a question for this episode before I even had an attempt to ask people. I appreciate that. But um, let's see. Out of all the Gundams, out. I have to click. Uh, out there, which one do you think is the most practical to pilot? Most practical to pilot. And to me, it seems like I would totally go with one-year war stuff, especially like 08th MS team, because of like how much they show, they really dive into more than just a slow, you know, like in the original 0079, you hear like the the rotation of the gears when it's moving, but in oMS oh, MS Team, you see kind of the grime, the dirt. I love how they're looking inside the cockpit and looking out, you know. Um, yeah, what about you? What do you think?
1: No, I would agree with that. Yeah, 8th MS Team, especially, you know, not not featured in 8th MS Team, but the the classic B Gundam, the, the ball Gundam, probably makes the most sense, right? The <laughs> Because it doesn't have any arms or legs, it's just a ball that's the shape of a Gundam head.
0: <laughs> Isn't that in the first episode?
1: No, well that's the regular like ball K type, but the uh you know, oh. yeah, I think it's featured as an MSV um kind of wonky sideshow project. Oh that's the, old the head. Gundam the Gundam yeah, it's head. Just a yeah, giant Gundam head that yeah. is it's a ball, but it's a Gundam head. It's
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's the most practical.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't have to worry about the legs getting <laughs> trapped in things. It's just <laughs>
0: that's right. Why <laughs> would you make a giant machine with all of these appendages moving around? That's just more targeting to take it down. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. No, that that's a good one. No, that's funny. Um, uh, let let me see. Let me see below. So Lucas Garrett is saying because he answered that question, which was pretty cool. I would have to say the original RX-78-2 Gundam, a close second in practica- in practicality. Would have to be the full armor Gundam from Thunderbolt, at least for defensive uh purposes during raiding missions. And you know what? That's pretty good because what Thunderbolt does is they take how the one year war was trying to be realistic, and it was for the anime in seventy nine. It does Thunderbolt does a good job of like doubling down on that. But like yeah. modernizing a nineteen seventy nine future. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's done really yeah. well.
1: And it's taking things to their logical conclusion, right? You know, if one shield protects you from, you know, shots from your left side, then why would you not throw two shields in yeah. front of you? Like, especially
0: if you're flying around in space, where it's not like you have to really worry too much about weight, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the Kshatriya had the idea, like they it that's that's fully realized version.
1: <laughs> exactly right, and then you and just cocoon, cocoon up whenever, whenever you're scared.
0: Yeah, yeah, see. Um and you know what I, I, this is funny so Goose we have a question for you. Um what t- criteria do you think qualifies as a practical Gundam? Yeah, curious to see uh what you think about that Goose. Um okay, now I'm going to move over to Patreon. And you know, for any of this stuff if anyone's interested in and ha- like a lot of these questions are what helps kind of guide each episode of the podcast. So I mean really if you have like an incredible crazy sort of topic feel free to yeah, send them in on patreon or that uh, on youtube i'll usually ask for questions that's a good time to, to get on but okay so sway um what are your thoughts on gundam evolution thus far are there any tweaks you would like to see what mobile suits would you like to see added and what would their movesets be well you know i'll start to say that i really like Gundam Evolution. But that specific type of game is not something that I can play a lot. It's just like I'll play a few rounds and be like, I'll move on. Like, I'm playing a lot of Call of Duty right now. There's And I think maybe a lot of it is because I would play it a lot in the past. There's something about the way Call of Duty works. Um, Or in that Sonic Frontiers game has come out. Now, I'm a huge Sonic fan, and actually Sonic Frontiers is really good. Yeah? So... That like something like Sonic Frontiers will take me away from Gundam Evolution, but with SD Gundam uh, Battle Alliance, like I played a ton of that, just not a ton of Evolution. It's nothing against the game. I think it's it's me, but I, I'll always want to jump in, especially if when they start adding new suits. I heard the new Gundam has been announced. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that is. Uh, oh yeah, Mad uh, Matt Mad Dog Wheaton is saying they already announced the new Gundam for Gundam Evolution. So that's one off the. You know. Yeah. That's. That's a good one because um, that would get me to get in to try it, especially if the aerial was to come as well. Um, Yeah. So, Stephen, you haven't really played this game much, right?
1: No, Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't get into it. You know, I I I saw it as just another Overwatch clone. Or, well, I say another Overwatch clone. It's probably the first Overwatch clone, right? Uh, Yeah, like direct.
0: yeah. One-to-one um, one
1: almost. And I'm not a big Overwatch guy, not a big hero shooter guy, so it, it didn't appeal to me. Now, to see the roster expanded, obviously a good thing. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, you know, I, it's just not you know my what? speed.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Something that would get me into the game, I think, like, the Star Wars Battlefront 2 that came out, though, were the last one, was, like, the closest idea, and I think... I don't know why companies haven't really embraced this, but you take an IP, you make it a large-scale shooter, but you do incorporate hero elements. Um, so for like the Star Wars Battlefront, it's kind of like the original Battlefront. So you get enough points, you can get a hero. The hero plays like an Overwatch character because you have yes. your different abilities, they refresh. You use a certain hero for a certain thing. You know, It would be cool in Gundam if they did that. You, you start a game, it's 50 versus 50, you're either in a GM or a Zaku 2. The more you fight, the more points you get. Then you can call in an RX-78-2. Um, that's, that's
1: pretty sweet. Yeah. That's and an
0: then, idea. It's I, like GBO2
1: you, and Evolution had a baby, and that baby was Battlefront.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and then even in Battlefront 2, they have the third-person mode because you want to appreciate your mobile suit, but also you want to feel like you're in it. And I did that with Battlefront 2. I would I, – I put – I, th- I want to say something showed me 500 hours in Battlefront 2, which seems insane. So I play that game so much, I would do third person to the point to where I master everything, so I went to first person. And first person in that game was sick. Um, and I th- I think that's a good option where you can choose first or third person, because sometimes, you, if it's especially a Gundam game, you want to feel like you're in a mobile suit. But also sometimes you want to appreciate your mobile suit and see its animation and fighting. So...
1: I mean, look, all I'm saying is if it's not going to be third person, at least give us, like, a true cockpit view. Don't make, make it, like, first person, like, as if you are the Gundam. We're not Setsuna, all right? We... <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and then how many mobile suits have a visible sort of frame in the cockpit? True. Um,
1: I mean, even even the ones with, like, a 360 panoramic cockpit still have, like...
0: Control like you can have yeah, like the control at the bottom or even like between the LCDs where they're attached, almost like thin lines to make exactly. it look like it. Like that type of flourish would really be cool and kind of help. Um yeah, I just don't know if maybe they did that and they maybe people complained about um the visibility. Like but that would oh, be part sure. of that, that though would be part of the charm depending on your suit. I could totally see that. You know?
1: That that so I mean that could good even good. be one of the Cause, cause a lot of people talk about like, Oh, well I main the Marisai or I main Barbados because of this reason, that reason, you know, visibility is another thing that you could add to that list of pros and yeah. cons where, you know, yeah, maybe the GM or the, or the granddaddy Gundam both kind of have limited visibility, but they make up for it in some other way.
0: Yeah. No, I, I love, I love that. Um. And that's what's cool. They come out with so many Gundam games and they do unique things. So I'm excited with what, Oh, Robert is saying congrats on the 70th podcast. And yeah, that's kind of crazy. Congratulations, buddy. I know, man. Yeah. It's, it's been great. Uh, I love how fun this has been for me. Um, but, um, let's see. Uh, I just want to see if there's anything else in chat. Uh, Brian's in Chile saying he's, uh, working on a t-shirt poster design. In his college class, and it is uh, the Sonic Hedgehog two movie. Okay, you're gonna have to share that then when you're done. That's pretty cool that you're doing it for yeah college class. Um, And and the the Sonic Sonic
1: movies movies are fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's what's crazy. It's like I'm a huge Sonic fan, but normally a video game movie is gonna be awful. And wait, I'm starting to understand more about myself. You know what's a good video game movie? The Dead or Alive movie. Did you see that? I saw that. That's good, but we all know you know, Dead or, <laughs> or Alive is about the girls, and yeah. so maybe that's why. I don't know. I, I ch- anyone who hasn't seen the Dead or Alive movie needs to see it, um, that's for sure. Um, You're one of
1: those people that uh, donated to Uve Boll's Kickstarter, aren't you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Funny you mentioned that. When I first saw that Night of the Living Dead movie, or no, uh, I'm sorry. House was, of the Dead. House of the Dead, thank you. I remember I got out with my friends, and I was like, wow, I'm inspired. I can, I can make a movie. So, for, like, the next 15 years, my friends thought I loved the movie. When I was like, no, guys, it was so bad that I know I could make a movie. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, I mean,
1: you guys don't to want to support me. my movies, so go go watch more Marvel trash. I don't care. I don't care. I don't make movies anymore.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, though, what that guy is, even though it was bad that he just wanted... It's like he knew it would fail so he'd make money. It's funny how in some of his movies... They would stick to an aesthetic that mirrors the game. And I like it when movies do that. You know, sometimes yeah. that doesn't happen. Um, oh, Ian Hansen with that Dead or Alive Extreme 2 for the win. Yeah, when I had my PSVR, I did play that game. But um, it wasn't that fun, so I stopped. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, duh, duh, duh and and is saying "DoA movie sucks because the actresses are not as sexy as the game characters oh really is that i i don't know you guys watch it tell me what you think those actresses were fantastic i feel like they played their characters um it's hard to compete
1: when you're like Like, up against something that's been designed in a lab
0: wait what say that again
1: it's It's hard hard to compete compete when when you're up against something that's been basically basically designed in a lab
0: referring to (laughs) the characters right yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Um let's see. Wait, Steven's sounding like Arnim Arnhem Zola. Zola. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that?
1: Zola's the um one of the Nazi scientists works for uh the Red Skull in Captain America.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, cuz you were doing that German. That was pretty good. Yeah. Well,
1: it's like the combination of that and the echo sounds like a uh, like, like a, a German, German robot basically. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have to go back and and, and listen to that. see if we can figure, oh, man. figure that out. Um Oh, okay, Zionic Shadows talking about that high boost GM. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that here shortly. Yeah, um, that thing's fire. Okay, so Goose is saying we need a Haro, and it needs to be an all-rounder, just able to destroy everything and be a bullet sponge. Yeah, I think in in a couple of years when the content is then just like whatever they can throw at it. Yeah, we're going to get a giant Haro and it's going to have that suit you can get the gumpla for. So it has the uh, uh, <laughs> arms and legs. All right. Um, another one from Goose. Hey, Steven and Adam, this question is probably more for Steven, but I would love to hear what you have to say, Adam. Yeah, you better. This is my podcast. It's Adam's show. <laughs> <laughs> sure. um, out of all the Gundam model kits you have built, which one, and yeah, I can see why this is for Steven, which one is your favorite and would love to show off, and which one would you love to pour gas on and throw a match at? I would love to hear pros and cons uh, on both, and why you made the ultimate choice. Keep it up with all the good, uh, with all that you guys have been doing. Sorry, I can't read today. And all to come, and happy early Thanksgiving to you both and your families. Well, thank you, oh, Thank you, sir. So, to you too. as well. Well, so, Stephen, I don't know if you happen to have any ideas off the top of your head. You're
1: well, I can definitely, definitely answer the, the second way. half of that question because okay. um, the real great Zeta is obviously a yeah. massive disappointment. That is like, that's not just a redheaded stepchild. That is like. I, I'm not even going to make a joke that's inappropriate about... <laughs> yeah, you know... Th- <laughs> that thing that's... needs to be taken out back and shot.
0: It's funny because at first it it almost seemed like that was just an easy one for people to make fun of. But the more I build, the more I realize... It's almost like they knew how shit it was, but it's like, hey, this is a real-grade Zeta. This is how it's going to work, guys. And it's like, no. no. And now, I'm afraid of the master-grade version because... They're saying it's the same way, but do you think because of the size, it might have like locking mechanisms?
1: I, I think that a lot of it just has to do with, um, uh, you know, j- just the size of it being a little bit more structurally um, intact. Is yeah. that a good way of putting it? Um, yeah, I, I've, I've seen Jabby the Hong review a bunch of Transformers, like third-party Transformers, and they tend to have these like dangly little, you know, all right, I'm going to, take this leg off of here and, you know, using this tiny metal bar, bend it around and snap it back in on the other side. And it's like, there is no way that I'm not going to break that. (laughs) It's just not going to happen.
0: Yeah, you know what? That's a good point because if you look at how the Zeta transforms, every piece of it, it, it looks very practical. It's just that it just doesn't stay put. You know, yeah. it just doesn't stay put, and sometimes Gunpla are like that. So now, look, I,
1: I will say that they have done a good job in the past with some transforming Zeta figures. You yep. know, this the the one two hundred scale Zeta is fully transformable without any parts forming or anything like that. Oh, wow. um, and the the worst thing that I would say about it is that the legs get a little bit loose. But aside oh, from out. that. Um, it actually has tabs in the wings and in the nose cone that allow you to kind of snap the wings in place so that they don't kind of bend and
0: oh,
2: and, yeah. and come
1: out. So,
0: is that from the Converge line or another line?
1: I forget what it's called specifically. It's like the H H something line. H GMC
0: Pro or something like that. That's
1: the one. Okay. H GMC Pro.
0: Okay. I do have a fixed figuration Zeta that looks really good because it has real marking, real type markings on it, and it transforms, but it's like, even if you can transform it, it it's it, there's still something about it where it's just you want a perfect transformation. And even the yeah. Robot Spirits one, the Metal Robot Spirits, or Zavurka, I forget if it's Metal or not, I think it is. But it even it can transform, but still, once you transform it and get it done, it's like... No, oh. it, yeah. it's just after that Wing Zero, uh, transfer. I think it was the Wing Zero, yeah. Uh, that I got Ian suggested it to me. The Metal Robot Spirits, and then even the High Grade.
1: Like, oh yeah,
0: the transformation that's great. And and
1: it's I think good. that that was the the thing about all of the Wing transform transforming suits, the Epion, the Wing Zero. It's like they were designed to work, whereas the Zeta Gundam. You know, it was just something to look cool on TV, yeah. but they didn't really think about, oh, well, how would this actually kind of fold into place? And then when you try to build it out, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, because, you know, with Gundam being so popular, once they got to Zeta, it was almost like they can kind of do whatever they want, even if it means it's not one to one with a toy, because they're going to sell, you know, a toy. Um, there you go. Yeah, very interesting. But yeah, was... what, what are your thoughts? Is there is there
1: a particular kit that you're proud of?
0: Yes, I, I would say, you know, it's, it it was maybe the first one I built, which was the real grade, uh, full armor unicorn. I, I think like I was spoiled because that, that is a really good kit. Um, and it's even like, right, right there. It's hard to see, see but it's right there and it never falls apart. I, and I, have yeah, again, it was the first one after I built it. I was like, wow, Gundam is amazing. (laughs) <laughs> and some of the kits I'd build weren't the same, but I still go back to that real grade unicorn, like, especially for unicorn being such an awesome series, really making a standout kit that's a real grade. Um, yeah, I, it, it's funny building being my first kit, I, the real grade being my first kit kind of spoiled everything else for me, it really did. Um, because yeah. not even all real grades are that great. Um, but you know what it, it, it to go to that poor gas and throw a match at it. I wouldn't do that because of the look, but the Verka master grade victory V2, I love mm. it, but it's, it, I can't move it or it's going to <laughs> fall apart.
1: And yeah, hand grenades that, are never fun.
0: It, it is frustrating. So, um, okay. Brandon back again. And I, um, I, he has a, some really good stuff here, so... That's
1: what i am talk about.
0: I would uh, have to vote any of the Gundams in G-Gundam in regards to which is the best to pilot. Basically, all you got to do is move the arms and legs and the Gundam reacts as an extension of the body movements. So let's be honest, the idea of a Gundam is really cool within the UC Timeline and other Gundam Timelines. The way they present the functionality of how the Gundam works and how it's piloted seems practical, makes sense, and very real world. They apply the mechanics of how I fighter jet, a car, or forklift, or construction equipment works, and apply it to how a Gundam could work. The techno babble of how Gundam's functions seem very practical and makes sense, but in real life, how would a person pilot a Gundam? I mean, like, how do the monitors within the cockpit work in conjunction with how the Gundam looks and moves? I mean, how would you move the arms and legs with just two joysticks gears on the right, left, two pedals near the feet, and square monitors in front, uh, left and right sides? Isn't that kind of limiting? And those panoramic monitors, I think anyone piloting that would get dizzy and pass out just from being in one of those. (laughs) The question kind of spreads light on why Netflix probably pulled the plug on the live-action Gundam film after Cowboy Bebop tanked. They probably realized that they couldn't present Gundam in a way that's both faithful to the anime but makes sense to the casual sci-fi geek that's never seen it or liked Gundam. The mechanics of how a Gundam is piloted is too complex or ridiculous to make sense in live-action well
1: did did they pull the plug on the netflix m- no, movie nothing okay.
0: official in fact that's a legendary thing so if anything if if netflix was to say no to that they would just make it some uh, legendary make it somewhere else the thing is legendary yeah. is a studio these streamers like so they're gonna cool. want
1: and and legendary has been tied up with other projects they just wrapped Ola homes too which yep, came, came out on, on Netflix. Netflix. Um, they announced the new. You game know, game. they they had and to come. bang that out quickly with uh with Henry Cavill being, you know, tied up oh, with yeah. DC projects right. and, and not being able, being able to come back for The Witcher. They're and like, we need, we need Henry, Henry Cavill, Cavill to finish this movie now.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. I didn't think about that because he was helping them, helping Netflix because he's on Netflix with Witcher and he's gonna be gone. And then, yeah, yeah. and I I think. If it's not on Netflix, Legendary is just going to take it somewhere else. Um, and they announced Problem the new Go- King Kong and Godzilla. You know, they're obviously in that market. You know, Godzilla stuff, Gundam stuff. I think they're really trying to take the Japanese properties, make them work for American or Western audiences. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, but, you know, okay, th- there's a couple interesting things here. Because when I first got into Gundam, that's something I did think of. How would you control it? There were some episodes where they show pilots really using joysticks or pedals like my favorite is uh marita cruz in the kshatriya when she's like you know targeting all those uh i forget what they were jagans that were coming after her i forget
1: yeah you know, a bunch like... of jagans stark okay. jagan i think there was there's there was, at least there one, one stark, stark jagan that she cut to pieces, pieces. <laughs> that
0: might be it. yeah where yeah the bits just kind of did that whole thing but So then another thing I learned as I was investigating that is, and it's like this today with technology that we might not realize, but a lot of it is automated. There are some specific functions where the users may be generally guiding it. Like, yes, let's move forward. Let's maybe look this way or that way. But as it's maybe moving arms, the system has the ability to understand, oh, I'm going over here, picking this up.
1: Like, if you're familiar with the way that um paddle shifters work in in a sports car where um, technically it's a manual transmission. But in actuality, it is an automatic transmission where it's like you use these paddles to shift on on the steering wheel the paddle is going to do the clutching and the shifting for you. It's not like driving a manual where you, where you got to hit your clutch and then shift gears. Ah, So it's an automated process. And I believe they mentioned at some point that there is like a, I don't want to say AI, but it's like a, there is an algorithmic process to the controls behind a mobile suit, which kind of lends into what Temre was building is Temre built a learning computer that? The, what makes the Gundam special, among other mobile suits, is that it takes those um, inputs from the pilot and then recalibrates its outputs based on what the pilot is doing. And that's what makes the Amuro Ray data so valuable.
0: You know, that, that is good stuff. It, was that the first mention of a mobile suit that would capture data that then can be used? So is that like a Tem Ray thing? Because, yeah, yeah, that's kind of like how mobile suits worked after that. It was all about the data, getting the data from a previous yep. suit. Even well, and that, that was, was the, the
1: big thing about the ground Gundams, is because the ground Gundams technically, I don't want to say they, yeah, well, the RX-79. Oh, yeah, the I mean, they had all the data. From the generation. Yeah, they did they, they, they yeah. did not have uh Amuro Ray's piloting data when they first debuted um, you know like on the Eastern Front in um in eighth MS team but later on the ground Gundams were enhanced with that that, that would be a good A2 topic data.
0: actually to find out when that started, what were the first ones to get this um and has it ever been stolen like specific plans, <laughs> you know, that would be really cool. Um yeah you know, it, in, to go back to the ai stuff um yeah so in my job where i do security uh, i'm a security analyst there's this certain tool that's used that's a that's threat intelligence so what happens is it looks out on the dark web what people are doing and it can notify you of potential um, uh, reminds me
1: better cover on my, uh, my webcam, webcam. No, no, no,
0: no. That's pretty good though. Yeah, I'm I'm bet all of our all of our faces are being stolen so they can make copies of us. Yeah, no, but um, it it, and I'm seeing in real time like where the machine is learning so it can say, "Hey, it looks like there's a threat here for sure, and it's this type of attack." And I'll look and be like, "Wow, okay, it's got the data." I can only imagine how how much that will expand in our future. Like how much would upgrading a computer be as simple as giving it new information new data not hardware you know like you know with how like cameras are on smartphones now where a lot of it is the software it's not the hardware the software is learning how to make the best picture um yeah that's interesting stuff that that's a good one um so uh brandon uh, last comment about which for mercury That's cool, man. Uh, You both seem to feel that creative direction for the show is a natural progression and is not in any way following a trend, but you both must realize that the Sunrise producer, now Hiro Ogata, has already said in interviews that the new show is meant to appeal to to modern audiences and to expand the base to the younger generation. And if you look Mm -hmm. at a lot of adventure, sci-fi, fantasy content coming out these days, that's definitely a pattern. And I just tried to watch another episode of the show. Sorry, fellas, I hate it. Can't stand it. I almost fell asleep. When a Gundam show puts... (laughs) You to sleep, that's my barometer for how interesting and cool I think it is. Well, so here is something that might be a shock for people. So, and when a producer of a company is saying that they have to make a show to appeal to modern audiences, expand the base to the younger generation, the truth is, especially when you're making so much content of a specific thing, you kind of do have to understand that there's a whole generation multiple generations of human beings alive on earth that think completely different than the current ones and yeah. if they're not going to make content for newer fans the IP might die it might just fizzle away I mean look at look at like what they're trying to do with Star Trek for instance most Star Trek fans are older like hardcore yeah about, about all the newer stuff it, it's even for me, it's not that interesting. And they're trying all these things, animated shows. They did you know, the shows that are kind of the super woke, but then they did the the one that was cool that came out like the beginning of the year. There was a Star Trek show that had the dude that played Britney Spears' boyfriend in an old movie. Uh, <laughs> that is an oddly like, specific I <laughs> it's like I worked at the theater at the time when the movie came out, and I think like I always remember this guy, Anson Mount. He plays the captain it's like a classic star trek and yeah and i think these producers sometimes have to do that it's like what do people want it and that's and a mistake yeah. that i think brandon you're kind of alluding to is i do think companies went too far in one direction like how you know i don't want to say woke it's almost derogatory but how accepting to everyone can we possibly be and there's good well, intention behind it but sometimes it alienates yeah yeah, yeah I, I think, think
1: that, that there there's The intention is positive because you do want to attract new fans to a property. The question that I always ask is, you know, who is this new project for? Because if you're trying to be nostalgic and appeal to the older fans, they're not going to appreciate new changes that are made to the content or made to the IP in order to, you know, make it more marketable now. But if you're trying to draw new fans into a franchise and the new product is different from the old product in any way, then are you really drawing them into the franchise or are you just changing the franchise to make it appealing to someone different than who it was originally appealed, appealing to? I think of that in terms of like, as much as I love the Sonic movies, I'm one of those people that gets really upset about skinny Robotnik because, <laughs> yeah. you know, because my daughter one day is going to play Sonic and she's going to be like, well, daddy, why is, why is Robotnik fat? Yeah, Robotnik wasn't fat in the movies.
0: And my favorite thing out of that is Jim Carrey even said he wanted to wear a fat suit in the second one. And they said, I know the fact that he wanted to do that. Oh, I love that. You know? Yeah. Jim Jim Carrey, Carrey, Raul Julia, just (laughs) because (laughs) it's pretty amazing to be honest, because I mean, Raul Julia kind of at the same time atmosphere because we're growing up, Jim Carrey was so popular. Yeah. That and Sonic that being 39, the age I am, and they're making Sonic movies with Jim Carrey. It's like. Whoa. It's, like, <laughs> but, you it's know, all righty, righty then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that was good. That was good. Um, you know, uh, another thing that it reminded me of is kind of like how we got Cuckoo's Doan's Island. And I feel like that wouldn't happen if the Gundam franchise wasn't making money in other areas that are not UC related. You know what I mean? Like, if Gundam yeah. was only doing UC things, they wouldn't have something like Cuckoo's Doan's Island. It would probably be Hathaway, then we'd have to wait for the Hathaway 2, you know? Uh, but I think, um, yeah, it, it it's cool. It's okay to not like it. I guess like how, um, you know, like Wing, it's the charm, really, that is appealing. Other, otherwise, I don't uh, obsess yeah. over the suits. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm
1: not I'm not going to I'm not gonna go out and say that G-Witch is my favorite, but it is by far not the worst thing that I've seen come out of Gundam. And, and I fell, fell asleep, asleep watching Double O, so...
0: Oh. Yeah, no, that's the <laughs> weird thing about 00 is it, it. That's it's like hard sci-fi sometimes where it's like... Sometimes it yeah.
1: uh, gets it's a, little, a little little in the weeds.
0: All right, so this other one, I like this. Has the music used in Gundam intros and outros made you appreciate J-pop more? For me, I don't like J-pop unless it's within the context of a cool anime intro. For example, the winner, Men of Destiny yep. from 0083 is a dope song. And as much as I dislike 00, the second intro music for season one, Ash Like Snow is Fire. I wish the show itself wasn't so dull because that song is dope. Same thing with the Gundam Wing second intro, Rhythm Emotion. Great music, great intro animation, but boring-ass show. And the intro music for the TV edit for Unicorn, Into the Sky, is a powerful ballad. I'm still pissed <sighs> they never released the TV edit of Unicorn on Blu-ray. So I am i don't know if I've heard that.
1: But um, look, I Into the, the Sky, song. I almost thought that it was Natalie Bruglia singing that song when I first heard it. Uh-huh. I was like...
0: Okay, I'm going to have to check that out after this. Yeah. Um, uh, I hope and pray they choose some dope music and create custom animation for the TV edits of Hathaway and Thunderbolt. Oh, good point. Because they're going to do TV edits that might mean more music. Yeah. So I agree with this 100%. I think oh, yeah. I, I've always been a little closed-minded or limited in my music. Maybe I was more experimental when I was younger, but now it's like there's this music I listen to. But <laughs> the music that comes out of Gundam, I, I'm always enjoying it. Oh. Now, now Brandon, you gotta get
1: ye to YouTube right now and look up Double Zeta Gundam season two silent voice. Oh. If if you like the 0083 music, Silent Voice from Double Zeta Gundam is Oh, and, and like those scenes of Haman standing in space, just what a fantastic opening.
0: I'm so glad you said that because you might have not seen this video. It's one of my early videos. It was the top five intros and number one. Was that one? I think, but yeah, I, I agree. the The way they animated that and the music, like they know how to set tone. They uh, do in Japan with their intros. Um, okay, something real quick. Jedi Sailor, There was an article when the show first came out that young people weren't interested in Gundam. I understand why they would want to update it for modern audiences. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, that keeps funding our UC timeline, so I'm I'm down with that. Exactly. exactly. Um. Oh, oh sweet. uh, Perez, a yeah, Silent Voice a fan. Oh, Webfox one hundred, good to see you. I can look past the skinning, uh, the skinny Eggman thanks to Jim's acting. Yeah, <laughs> the fact
2: that it's Jim Carrey,
0: yeah. um, and he like wants to sell this maniacal madman. Um, yeah, oh, he like,
1: commits it to it. it.
0: Oh, Zionic Shadow's saying the Code Fairy theme was great too, and that's true. The,
1: the only thing, thing I, don't I don't like about the Code Fairy, Fairy theme is, is that um, I got copy struck on YouTube when yeah, I was playing. Like, <laughs> Code very.
0: <laughs> See, it was that or it it would back when i was still figuring out how to stream it would just uh blank it out for me like i couldn't stream it i was like why would they do this uh, that's wild um okay i wanted to get to you know again thanks for the the patreon questions, you guys i appreciate it so much it's always cool stuff i mean totally yeah. tell you guys are fans yeah obviously why would you pay uh to support a gundam youtuber if you weren't a fan Um, Okay, so next up, I want to play some voicemails. So um, this first one is three minutes, guys, so bear with us, but it is awesome. So I'm going to start it right now. Um, No, I'm not, actually. Uh, (laughs) There was a... Okay, hold on. This was already set up to work. There we go.
2: Hey, guys. Goose here. Had another question for you guys, and I figured I'd leave it in a voicemail. But, before I get to my question, I want to do a shameless plug. I want to remind everybody that there is a double movie night this weekend. First day is on Friday, having a re-watch of Hathaway Flash, because we had technical difficulties, and I don't think anybody's surprised on that. But, Adam was cool enough, and we're getting to re-watch it. And on Saturday, we're having an early movie night, because of Thanksgiving. So, we're getting to watch War in the Pocket. So, if you're not a Patreon member or a YouTube member, join. Have fun with us. Get to be us with Adam and tell us your theories and stuff that you might know about the movie. Also, if you do stay a Patreon member, you also get access to our wonderful Discord where there's extra chats, the mods are always in there, and Adam pops his head in there from time to time and answers questions. And you also get to see the super secret podcast called G Watch where Adam pulls his mods, makes us watch anime movies and TV shows, and have discussions about them. So, come join. And let's not forget about our favorite, Midnight Hatter, where every Wednesday on his YouTube channel, Midnight Hatter, him and Adam talk about Gundam. So how can you lose? You get two days with Steven and Adam. And Steven also has a Patreon, which I think everybody should check out and join, where he does a monthly 3D printing model for everybody to print out and to paint, which is really cool. And he discusses a lot about D&D games, so if you're into that, that's really cool. I'm also going to give everybody a quick Christmas gift from a sneaky little goose here. He's also working on a Gundam D&D game, and he's pulling Adam and some of Adam's mods into the game. So keep an eye out for that. Now to get to my question. What is a character or an episode from a show you would like to see redone like Gundam Origin or Kukro's I- Dowens Island? Personally, I would love to see Master Asia. I think his story from a young student to right before G, uh, G Gundam would be really cool. I would like to see more of his history and why he did the things that he did. Now, to make that question a little bit better for you guys, Steven, you know the routine. You can't pull from Zeta or Double Zeta. And Adam, I'm really cutting you hard. No UC at all. So you guys are going to have to pull some uh, these questions from other universes. Before I go, I want to tell you guys to keep up the hard work. You guys are both killing it. Proud of both of you guys. Both of you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving to you and your families and to everybody watching the podcast have a happy thanksgiving if you travel be safe and i hope everybody stays goosey
0: all right well thanks goose i like that stay goosey i need to remember that
1: yeah that's a good one and you know what like job done like that what what are you and i doing here trying to plug our own uh work and our own patreons here goose is obviously the most appreciative and thank you sir that is that is the most I, blowing recommendation I think I've ever
0: heard. Yeah, he's good at that, isn't he? Because I didn't even pay him to do that. In fact, he paid me, if you think about it, which, <laughs> no. <nah. laughs> but that's awesome. That's why it's cool when we have, uh, you know, uh, the supporters like this always chilling. So, yeah, a few things there. If you guys have questions about any of the movie night stuff, just message me, email or, or Discord. Uh, so, yeah, Friday night and then Saturday uh, early and then Tuesday, yeah, it's Tuesday. Is I'm I'm just gonna hang out and play gonna Battle Operation Two. There's a post up about that, so if people want to hang out and do that, but yeah, hey, very yeah. cool. And actually, anyone can leave a voicemail, and I'm gonna go through a couple others. It's in the Discord in the general. I have a pin where it's just a URL you click on and you upload a file. Um. Okay. Here's Robert. Um. Hey, Steve. Uh, this is Robert here doing my
1: voicemail, I'm just wondering, if you were to have any Gundam or mobile suit from any universe and be able to pilot it in any universe you wanted, which machine would it be and from uh, what universe uh, would you pilot it in? Anyway, that's my question. Thanks a lot. Bye.
0: Okay, so to go back, really to answer Goose's question, but this is almost similar to that. So if I was to take a mobile suit to another universe... Or no, if I was to take a show and made it into another universe, and it can't be UC, first I would say let's do a remake of Double Zeta. I mean, that, but I can't do UC. So I would say... um, I would say I would want to do Gundam Wing in the style of double O, like the tone, the writing. There you
1: go. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I mean, if I were to, it's funny that you mentioned Wing, because if I were to choose a character whose backstory I would want to see, origin style, it would be Trace Cush Yeah,
0: that's a good Uh, one, because that would just be like how, you know, we got origin with Sharp. You know, right.
1: Would, we didn't get enough about his motivations, you know, coming through the ranks of a young Oz soldier.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. And then, so for a mobile suit that I would want to pilot in another show, you know, that's, that is, um, that is a tough one. Um, you know, I always think, well, what's a favorite suit of mine? You know, it would be like a hazel or, um, Mark II, but I'd almost want to take something like a Psycho Gundam or or a Kshatriya and then go to Wing and just destroy everyone uh, but Katra.
1: Yeah, that's, that sounds, sounds about cool. right. <laughs>
0: um, but what about you? Is there any suit you'd take to another universe?
1: So I think, you know, over over the years, my my tastes have changed. And I would say that recently I have found that my favorite mobile suit from Wing, and I'm sure that this is going to be a very contentious statement, my favorite mobile suit from Gundam Wing is the Ares. Um, oh, I love good. the massive shoulders on that thing. I love its tiny legs like it hasn't been to the gym in a while. Nah. And it's a, you know, it's a variable mobile suit that can fly. That's pretty badass to me. If If I could take that, um, I'm pretty pretty sure that that I could mop the floor with the 8th MS team.
0: Ah. No one would like you anymore for that. No. Because I think isn't that everyone's favorite? (laughs) I feel like it's everyone's favorite team.
2: No, but yeah, that was
0: good. Thanks, uh, Robert. And we got another one here from Shirt Lad. Might need help from everybody uh he's got an accent that's what i'm saying but there's some uh something in here is interesting
1: hey there lad here since i can't really catch this one live i thought i'll at least leave a message here goes this show rocks the gira zulu needs a master grade and all hail
0: darth hatter shirtlight signing out okay i i understood that the gira zulu needs a master grade i thought it was something about masturbate and so I was like i need the chat to help me out here no but Gear <laughs> Zulu master grade there's not enough gear Zulus
1: no the there aren't there, there aren't enough gear Zulu high grades I, I feel like the gear Zulu high grade is is insanely priced I, yeah. I think that if you go online it's like the cheapest you can get is 60 bucks
0: and what's crazy about that is there's variants <laughs> even mm-hmm. angelo soppers version like there there's I wish they would refresh that. And speaking of refreshing, I heard something about, or someone, I think, messaged me, and I don't know, uh, about the Zeta line, redoing robot spirits like the Veranime uh, for MS Team, but it's going to be Zeta. I don't know if that's true, but that's pretty sick uh, if they're doing that, yeah. (laughs) I already think think the q is really good, but if they could somehow enhance that version, yeah, that would be awesome. Um... And yeah, the other the other one in there was just uh was just me. But you know, thanks Shirt lad for the voicemail. Yeah, send voicemails in guys. That'd be a lot of fun. Um Yeah. So I like we're getting that. near the end here. A, a couple things I want to talk about is, you know, I always love referencing GBO2 because they'll tell me about suits I didn't know like this high boost GM. So I'm like, what is that?
1: It's been a while since we've talked about GBO2, GBO2 at length.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, and it's mainly because I haven't been playing it, but anyway. So I'm looking at this suit, guys. This looks sick. This design, it's it's the RGM 79 GB High Boost GM. And yeah. I've never seen this before. It's from Mobile Suit Gundam The Blazing Shadow. Um, yeah, which I guess is a is that a novel? Okay, it's a novel. And, you know, a couple things. It has that really cool, almost like Jim Quell look to it. Um with the yeah. portions. I, I love the emblem it has on the shoulders. Let's see. The pilot Seria Hauser. Um oh okay. It's a little anime girl. That's kind of wacky. Here's the <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I, I wonder if it's one of those tragic stories, you know. Um yeah. I'll have to look at it. But I mean it really, really
1: does look, look like, like, you know, a GM, a GM command. command.
0: Um Oh yeah. Like a
2: That's GM right.
1: command with a custom paint scheme. Paint. And I mean, can we can we please talk about those guns? <laughs>
0: um yeah, okay, yeah, the machine pistol?
1: Yeah. That
0: Yeah, that's pretty we're, sick we're it, You
1: know, it was cool enough when you had the um the Rigazi custom with an AK-47, oh, AK-47 yeah. But now oh, you've got business. this this G this a uh, high boost GM with a couple of Mac-10s. <laughs>
0: I know. I, I love the way that looks. Um It's pretty cool. MP100 machine pistol. Um, The other thing, too, because, you know, this is supposed to be, like, this high boost, I guess the main thing is its thrusters, and I... Let's see. There was a picture I was looking at where you can kind of see it better, so I don't know how easy it's going to be to see here, but it's, like, so the back skirts are extended and have some more uh, boosters on them, which is a pretty neat thing. I, I always love those, like, the idea of a high-mobility mobile suit because I already... You know, we were just talking about practicality. It already seems crazy to have giant machines in gravity, Earth's gravity, like jumping around. But so when I see thrusters and stuff, uh, I'm I'm totally digging that. Um, yeah, this is a it cool is consistent
1: one. Consistent with like the design of, say, like the uh, the uh, Gundam GPO three Stamen. How it has those kind of rear skirt on the back.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um. Okay, what was some other things I wanted to get to? Oh, yeah, I saw this, which is just a picture of Saletta from the next episode. We see, like, a necklace speculating she just got out of the swimming pool. That's that's what it is, and it's the, the top of her swimsuit. Yeah. I'm going to guess. Let's see what happens. If there's not a pool <laughs> scene in the next episode, I'm going to be disappointed. No, I'm joking. I, I think I read what... That's all about. I don't want to spoil it though. Um, yeah.
2: So well, if you fall asleep, asleep during that, then that's. But, yeah. <laughs> no, then what's, what's wrong with that? No. Um, um,
0: cool. Yeah. Let me. Uh, wait. Switch back. No, I didn't mean to do that. Um, okay. Yeah. I think we're back here. But anyway, you know, that's about it. That that's our time. You know what? I saw so much in chat. I wanted to talk to. And I and I saw that previous streams. I might have not hit the live chat replay. So I've done that now because I want to be able to go back and kind of look through. Like, Xeonic Shadow is saying, new metal build coming, posted in Discord. So, FYI there. Um, Xeonic Friendware, the high-grade Gira Zulu manual goes to great lengths to avoid calling it an upgrade over the Doga. Okay. Um, interesting. Let's see. Oh, nice voice record recording, Goose. Brian's giving you some... Uh, good feedback there that's good to hear um, hey, it was nice let's see well i mean the messer from hathaway's flash fits the bill of improved Girardoga. yeah that that's a good point agreed um, yeah i but, love but, no that, great that's design cool. a lot of uh, a lot of good chat in there I, I think that's it for our episode today a lot of fun even with the technical difficulties i don't want that to be <laughs> a common uh, joke uh, but uh Eventually, we'll get over it. Um, yeah. Oh, Ian said something important. Don't forget to keep gun dabbing, friends. Yeah. It's always go. about the gun
1: dab. Let's see okay. if I can. Oh, if I can manage this.
0: Good idea. I have the right. Marisai.
1: Yeah. good a little Marisai dab there. There you go. Hey.
0: <laughs> or even better, you guys, you're, you're gonna your minds are going to be blown in just a second. Guys, watch this. Oh. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> now, or, if you just you imagine know these... doing that over Garma Zabi's corpse.
0: <laughs> oh, God. They need to make that action actual... figure. Actually, my desk is full of these uh, oh, yeah, Zeon, these Zeon pilots and soldiers. But anyway, guys, thanks a lot. Check uh, Steven's channel. We're live there on Wednesdays. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we get really technical into, like, Gunpla customizing... Um, and you know some other fun stuff too a lot of good tips from hatter anything else i need to mention that goose didn't
1: no i think we're i think we're covered
0: all right well cool well everyone thank you very much see you this weekend if you want to join the movie nights or whatever next week for uh, gbo2 and uh